So welcome to the first episode of the DW Sports Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the recent run of performances from Barrow this season, how the season's been going, Pete Wilde and the recent game. So looking back on the previous game, which was yesterday against Swindon Town, the Bluebirds came out 3-0 winners away from home with key performances from David Worrell, Spence, Foley, Newby and Chester and the three goals all coming from Spence in the 34th minute, Foley in the 58th minute and Chester in the 73rd minute. So a game which on paper was an exciting one with Swindon starting the game in ninth place and Barrow starting the game in third with the potential to rise to second given other results go their way. Now, after the game, it's now been confirmed that Barrow are now second in the league on joint points with third-placed Wrexham, who are also on 40 points, but Barrow have got the better goal difference. Barrow now are just six points off Stockport, who they now play on Boxing Day after they face, but before that they face Crew away from home next Friday evening. So a game which was very positive for Barrow in total. Um, a game which they didn't endure with the possession that they normally like to. They only had 35 possession throughout the game, but they created multiple chances. However, across the night, Swindon dominated the possession, dominated the ball, but in, effectively it was Barrow who took their chances when they needed to with an incredible man-of-the-match performance from the number seven, David Worrell, who bagged two assists throughout the evening. We're assisting both Foley and Kean Spence's goals, and both of them coming from set-pieces or crossing situations as he made his way back into the side. And James Chester again scoring. Um, now his goal goals coming in Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two. He's now scored at all four di- top four divisions in England and proving to the squad and to the league that he is more than good enough for the league that he's in and more than capable of helping Barrow gain promotion, which is where it takes us on to now. So, man of the match, obviously, David Warren. What went well and what to improve? So, I think about what went well. Barrow even though they didn't dominate the control of the games necessarily in terms of possession and passing statistics, they took the chances, which in recent weeks and the past few games, before this run of wins, it was easy to say that maybe we were dominating the games, but we weren't taking chances. A lot of draws, a lot of nil-nils. But now you're seeing Barrow in full swing, getting into the head of things, into the Christmas break and looking ahead onto the January transfer window in fine form. Obviously, they had a short blip in the FA Cup away at Maidstone, but in the FA Cup, anything can happen. And that was obviously a thing that shocked the rest of the footballing world in terms of the FA Cup results. But Pete Wilde has got his side back into the full swing and ready and raring to go, ready for that home game on Boxing Day against top of the league, Stockport County. Now, some things that maybe a bit of caution that Telford and Aqua didn't maybe have the best games. However, things that will please Pete Wilde definitely is obviously David Worrell coming back into the side, starting again in the league and bagging the two assists, being highly influential. Um, 
Kean Spence bagging himself a goal, Sam Foley getting himself in there. Obviously, Robbie Gotts has been out for the past few weeks, but he came back into the side again off the bench. So he's now back from the injury spells that he once had a few weeks. And Elliot Newby producing a bit more. We've seen a lot of Elliot and he's maybe not done as well as we thought hoped he would or as well as his rewards should be, given the chances he maybe creates. But you've seen him get the assist. And again, you've seen your defenders scoring. Canavan, Ray, in recent weeks have been highly involved in goals. And now you're seeing James Chester getting involved. And it's great to see the goals are coming from all over the pitch. And we're not heavily reliant on Don Telford or Emil Aqua for the goals. So I think in the terms of goals coming from all over, a highly positive situation. However, you may want to be a little bit concerned that players like your Aqua and Telford are going under the radar at the minute and not really seeing much of the game. But while the goals are coming in from the midfield and the defence, I don't think that's something that you can really argue about because if they're all coming from the striker, you then won't be saying it's great, but we need the goals to be coming in from elsewhere. So different courses for different courses, I think. But Swindon, they're a good side and to come away 3-0 winners in a game like that where we needed to win, obviously, because a chance at going second in the racing against Wrexham, who are a very, very good team, don't look like dropping points. It was a game that we needed to win and we did just that. We've got another tough game now coming up on Friday against Crew. Crew currently fifth placed in the league on 37 points. So not far, not far behind Barrow at all, nor points or in terms of league position. But with the form that Barrow are on by this Maidstone game, it's hard to say Barrow look like dropping points at the minute. Definitely in division of the form team. And they're getting their rewards for that. Crew, again, will be a tough team. Obviously, they've got key, key players like Jack Powell, Courtney Baker-Richardson, Chris Long, Mickey Demetriou. A lot, a lot of good talent in that squad and a team high up in the table and very, very good and clearly see why they're promotion favourites in terms of the playoffs, if not breaking into that third, second place for automatic spots. So, looking ahead at what's been recent news for Barrow, obviously, Pete Wilde and his backroom staff won. Well, Pete Wilde won manager of the month, so it's great to see, after the run of form that we've had, Pete Wilde being recognised for his performances, his managerial masterclasses in some of these games, and the run of results that we've had have soared us through from mid-table up through the playoffs and into the automatics, which at the halfway point of the season to be sat second in the league, only six points behind Stockport, who have arguably running away with the title. It's a very, very, very good spot to be in. And to put yourself on joint points with Wrexham, who are on 40 points, another solid team, who at one point people were saying were out-and-out promotion winners, no one's going to catch them. Same with Notts County at one point, people saying the top three are already decided. It's going to be Stockport, Notts County and Wrexham. Well, you've got to just look at that now and just think, Barrow are well in with a chance. Not saying they can win the league, but at only six points behind them, especially when you've got to play them in 
what two weeks time you can't you can't be putting Barrow out of the conversation just yet especially given their home record where they've not lost a game at home and they have played teams like Wrexham and Notts County and haven't lost a game this season at home in the league it's going to become a fortress and that Stockport game on Boxing Day will be absolutely bouncing I'll tell you that so crew crew like I say are a good side um, fifth in the league with one of the not the best team in the league but They've got a team that instead of being a team of individuals, they have a team of pro- proper talent. They've spent the last couple of years playing in mid-table and not really challenging. And last season in League Two, they finished in 13th position. With the year before that, they playing their games in League One. However, finishing at the bottom of the league in the 2021-22 season. And before then, finished 12th in League One. And then before that, were in a promotion winning side where they finished second from League Two, where they spent the four years previous in the bottom tier of the EFL. Now, they've been a bit on a rocky road at the minute. Um, and before that, from 2012 to 2016, they spent the time in League One playing League One football. And then it's been four years out of that league and in League Two. They've now gone back into League One for two years. And they're now back in League Two, where you could argue which is their level, bouncing between the two. And the best way to describe it is that. And they also have a 10,000 capacity ground. So make no mistake, they're a very, very good side on and off the pitch. And for the crowds that they get, they'll be more than up for it, especially going into the Christmas break, where everyone's in full happiness and full spirit, looking on for what's excited to come in the next few months and going ahead through the season. And obviously, with the January transfer window around the corner, there's only loads more optimism with that happening. So it is going to be a hectic one, to say the least. So with the January transfer window coming in a few weeks' time, you've got to ask yourself, where do Barrow strengthen? So I think when you look at it realistically, the Barrow side, meaning the starting eleven, would obviously include Robbie Gotts, maybe for Sam Foley or a Kean Spence, who Gotts has been out for a few weeks now due to an injury you'd also argue in the strongest 11 Dean Campbell would be in there um, and I think Gotts and both Campbell and Gotts are both at this level are very very good players and key players in this side but then again Foley and Spence are two players that have contributed highly in terms of goals and assists and you can't knock against what they've done so far this season but if there were places where you say they could strengthen the goalkeeper is pretty strong the defence is pretty strong. You'd maybe argue that if Farman did get an injury in goal, I know they've got Josh Lillis, but he's also the goalkeeping coach and, in fairness, has had a very, very good career. But you do wonder if he'd be able to fill in now at this level, given the age he's at. And you'd hope so, given his experience and the quality he's had in his career. But you'd maybe want somebody who's up and coming and a lot higher calibre and more assertive at this level. And you'd probably argue the same for the defenders as well. You've got George Ray, James Chester, now Canavan, all players who are high quality at this level and been featuring and contributing in terms of goals and assists, which is great to see. But you look at, um, for example, a Rory Feely would come in, who is a very, very good player in his own right. But other than that, there's not really anybody, unless you're picking up a player from the youth setup, who can come in and do a good job in League Two. 
So you'll maybe look at a defender or two to come in in January. The midfield, I think you've got the cover. You can rotate that. Obviously, we've spoken about Gotts, who would usually start and at the moment isn't even playing because obviously he was injured. But he was on the bench yesterday. And you've still then got Foley, Tom White and Kean Spence in the central spaces. And then obviously on the wings, you've got David Worrell, Elliot Newby, who both started at the weekend. Um, but Luke Stevenson, Ben Whitfield can also play on that wing as well. Jed Garner, if need be. Um, so like I say, yeah, Campbell also, like I say, comes into that side for Tom White, who's possibly, then you argue, in that strongest eleven. So I'd say defence is probably one of the weakest areas if injuries were to become an issue in the future. So that is somewhere people may be thinking and some may be, and somewhere maybe you'd definitely want one or two bodies to come in. And I definitely think that's somewhere Pete Wilde will be looking at because you look at James Chester, who's 34 and he's played at a very, very high level. But last season, he didn't play much football. And you've got to look at that and think James Chester, when he's one of your best centre-backs, arguably, if he's fit, he starts every game. You've got to just say that he should realistically be probably at a higher level. Even given his age, he's played in the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two, played for his Welsh country at the Euros, reached the semi-finals in that famous Euro side in Euro 2016. Um, yeah, so he's got a great pedigree and a career under his belt. And I think you need to be able to give him a break when needed. And then you also look at Canavan, 32, a good age, but George is also 30, a good age, both putting in top performances at this level and getting highly involved in terms of goal scoring, which is what you want from your defenders, especially when they don't pull up that many goals and assists throughout a season normally. You do want that pathway and that development for when, as you get older, you're more likely to get the injuries, the little niggles. So you probably do want somebody ready to come in who's at a solid level, good standard, which if an injury became an issue, that it wouldn't be a problem and it'd be a seamless transition between a new player coming into the side. So that's a lot of the talking points done. Um, the main thing now to talk about is race promotion. So you look at the top seven now, personally, I do think there's a solid chance. With Barrow on 40 points, Wrexham third also on 40 points, Mansfield fourth on 39 points, Crewe fifth on 37 points, who we do have to play on Friday, just may I add that. Then Notts County sixth on 36 points. AFC Wimbledon, 7th on 32 points. And that's your top seven. Obviously, Stockport, top of the league. Um, but then that's your second to seventh place. Now, a certain special mention to Morecambe, Accrington, Gillingham, who occupy 8th, 9th and 10th. And they're all on 31 points. So they are well within distance. And it's well within a possibility that they could also reach that playoff spot. And obviously, Gillingham, we've got postponed last week. We've still got that game to play and Gillingham, not a bad side. And obviously Morecambe, which is a local derby just outside the playoffs. But there's not much separating those teams from Barrow when you look at it from seventh to second. In hindsight speaking, that is a very, very close top seven. However, when you also consider Barrow are also only six points off Stockport, who we do have to play in two games time. Which, when you look, if we beat Crew, we're going into that game possibly with three points off Stockport, off top of the league, when we play them at home on Boxing Day. And you've got to think, at home, at Hulk Street, where you're unbeaten all season in the league so far, 
on Boxing Day where there's going to be a big crowd. It's definitely looking, looking really good. And there's a chance to possibly create a shock at the top of the League Two. So it's hard to not get ahead of yourself, which you can't do because obviously the season is still very early on. We're still only halfway through at the minute. So there's still a lot of football yet to be played. But as a Barathon promotion, it's looking very, very exciting as it's playing out at the minute. It's still very close and then it's ending one's game. For example, you look at a team like Bradford, who are in 14th place on 29 points, recently got Graham Alexander in as new manager. Obviously, his first game was against Barrow at Bradford City's ground, Valley Parade. And obviously, we beat them that game. They played Notts County the week after, lost. But since then, in all competitions, they've won five out of five league five out of five games in all comps and they've turned their tide around so their team could possibly between now and the end of the season make a charge up the division into one of them playoff spots which they'll be hoping to do and Graham Alexander like I say has clearly made an impression on the side and they're doing the business so they'll be coming up and another team that like I say they'll be wanting to break into the playoff spot alongside teams like Swindon, who obviously we played yesterday, Morecambe, Accrington, Gillingham and MK Dons. All very, very, very good teams. Um, But, you know, Barrow will be focused. They'll know they've got a job to do throughout the season. They know what they've got to do. Last season, obviously, they finished ninth. This season, currently sat in second place with halfway through and halfway of the season to go. It's very, very good, looking very good, and they'll be wanting to better that ninth spot, and they're certainly, certainly hoping they can finish in the playoffs. But just finishing in that top three would be great, and it'd be great if they could knock Stockport off their perch on Boxing Day and come out of that game with all three points with a chance, maybe even a minimal one, but a chance at possibly being top of the league come 2024, which would be... A, a great thing when you consider that obviously at one point in the season it was meant to be Stockport, Wrexham, Notts County running away with the top three positions, running away with the division. Now you look at it, joint points with Wrexham, few points above Notts County. It just shows what a good run of form can do for you in this league and Barrow are on a very, very good run of form, especially in the league. Obviously, like I say, they had that blip against Maidstone in the FA Cup. They've put that behind them, put it right on against Swindon. And now they're wanting to push on and they're going to push on, I think, with Pete Wilde, who's one of the best managers in this division, when you look at what he's done at Barrow. Obviously, Barrow, recent side coming into the League 2, only in the past three or four years. But last season, got them in ninth. This season, this is the year where playoffs, I think, is the standard the minimum that we want. And that's where we've got to be aiming. So that's the first episode of the DW Sports Blog. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you share the podcast, like it and comment any suggestions of what you reckon to the podcast, how you think we're doing and any recommendations for future episodes, etc, etc. Make sure you also go and check out the Sports Blog where I've done some pieces on Barrow um, the rise in the recent history of the Barrow. I interviewed Birds of Blue, who is another fan page, great, great fan page um, for Barrow fans. Make sure you go and check out his Twitter page, which is 
really good, really insightful, got some great points and does some key, key articles and really, really enjoyed speaking to him. So yeah, um, hope you enjoyed that. Um, Going to catch you on the next one, which hopefully will be after the crew game, after we've picked up three points. So up the Bluebirds, keep sharing, keep listening, and I'll see you later. Cheers.